Hi, this is Eric Ludi for the Daily Thunder Podcast. If you are enjoying these messages and want to take these truths even deeper, I invite you to join us in Windsor, Colorado at Ellerslie for one of our upcoming five-week or week-long discipleship training programs. Ellerslie's discipleship training has been designed to ignite your spiritual fire and to give you the tools for a Christianity that really works. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. The Immovable Man. I like that title. It just uh, stirs me. Uh, But I really like the subtitle of this one, too. I don't know which one's better, so the jury's still out on that. Built to Stand When Others Sit. So as a man, I'm familiar with what I referred to yesterday uh, as those man moments or those man opportunities and not rising up to them. Oh, I've, I've risen up in certain situations. I have all sorts of stories in my life which I could describe both directions, where I was cowardly and I didn't speak and I didn't say what I needed to say or I didn't stand when I needed to stand. I didn't help when I should have helped. And then I have other situations where the Spirit of God enabled me and empowered me, and I found myself doing something that was uh, invigorating to my soul because I was walking in agreement with the man pattern. And there is. There's a man pattern. There's a pattern to the way Christ is, and when we enter into it, we feel fully alive. And so that's what we're sort of going through this week are these qualities. I'm going through five in the five days of the week. Uh, five qualities that make this man immovable, makes him able to stand when others sit, make him able to speak when others are silent. And that is so critical right now in this age and generation where there's a heightened pressure upon us as men to be silent. She just say, hey, learn our place. Just, just be quiet, okay? You're a man, you know, you're politically incorrect. You really don't have anything to say. And there is something that we have to say because we're representatives of the king of kings. And that isn't based on race, It isn't based on age, that is based on truth. And so we are carriers of something, and it is imperative that we deliver that message to this generation. So the name of this one is Utterly Dependent. There there is sort of a a double meaning to the word utterly. I almost spelled it with D's instead of T's because I thought that would have been hilarious because uh, just like a little... uh, Uh, what would I say, calf or a little puppy is utterly dependent. They are dependent upon the udders of their their mother. We are dependent upon God to function as we ought to function. And men don't like that. You see, a godly man is one who knows that he is utterly dependent. And you see, you can live in your own natural man's strength and attempt to do things that are noble, that are kind, that uh, that are magnanimous for this world to see. And it can have a certain degree of impressiveness, but it is going to fall far short of the kingdom pattern. What God has called us to is something we cannot do. Isn't that a funny statement? We actually cannot perform to the level, to the height, to the degree of excellence that God has called us to. And yet we're still called to it? Doesn't that seem unfair? Well, listen, there's a simple rule of thumb in the kingdom of heaven, and that is, I can't, but he can you can say, well, yeah, okay, he can do it, yeah, but what about me? How, why does he still ask me to do it then? Now, listen, I can't, 
but he can do it through me. Okay, does that help? In other words, even though in and of myself, in and of my own pocket strength, I don't have what it takes. I can't reach into my pockets and gain what is needed. But I have what is needed. It's just that that something that is needed is outside of me. It's found in the kingdom of heaven. Well, how do I get that? Well, I believe in Christ. And when I believe in Christ, I gain access to all that I need to live in this body to actually live out a life that otherwise would be impossible. And that's where this concept comes in. For a godly man to behave as a godly man, he must understand this idea of dependence. So the immovable man, these are five characteristics of strength. And this is the third one that I'm going through. It has a name. He must be dependent. The idea of dependence is so unattractive uh, to us, especially in America. I mean, independence is what we talk about. That's like our byword here in America. And uh, that's, that's our key construct. And yet independence in and of itself, if you're talking about independence from a evil Great Britain uh, back in the 1700s, well, okay, uh, that, that can be a good form of independence, but not independence from God, not independence from his word, not independence from his Holy Spirit. You see, if you function independently of these things, you will fail. However, as you learn to depend upon them and recognize that it's only via God's strength that I can live this out, you actually are turning the key in the lock to open up the door of supernatural living, manly living, godly man living. So a great illustration of this is in the book of Ezekiel, and it's, I typically would refer to it as the chariot of the cherubim, and, but we're going to call it the heavenly chariot. That's what it says on the screen. And even the mighty cherubim do only that which God is doing. I love the picture right in the very beginning of the book of Ezekiel, which is very confusing to many. You have these living creatures, which later in the, in the book of Ezekiel, you're going to discover are cherubim. And cherubim have, it feels like a trip to Narnia, but they have like four wings. They have four faces. They have uh, feet of a hind and hands of a man. They move like lightning. When their, their wings flap, it sounds like the rushing of mighty waters. And so these are very incredible creatures. And of course, we find out that Lucifer, also known as Satan, uh, was or is a cherub. And so you, you get this idea of brilliance meets power, right? And so when I say this statement that even the mighty cherubim do only that which God is doing, that's what's so incredible about this picture. It's a chariot that is carrying God's very throne. And the cherubim are carrying it, even though they are so powerful, they function as like wheels, as transportation devices for the glory of God. Now, I don't know if you catch this, but that's like the church in the New Testament. God is going to humble himself in the New Testament and go from being carried by cherubim to being carried by <clears throat> us. So suddenly you begin to recognize the role of a man is very, very significant. It is being called to carry the glory of God. But if you are being asked to carry that throne of grace in your very life, we, as Paul says, do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? Do you not know that God lives inside of us? Do you not know that his throne is now inside of us and that we are mobile characters that are supposed to carry this into the world? But if we're going to do this, we need to behave like the cherubim behave. So how do the cherubim behave? Listen to this. I'll just give you a few samplings. Ezekiel 1.12. And they went, speaking of the cherubim, everyone straight forward. Whither the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. Does that sound like a description of your Christian life? 
one that is guided wholly and completely by the Spirit of God? Listen to Ezekiel 1.20. Whithersoever the Spirit was to go, they went. Thither was their Spirit to go. So wherever the Spirit of God is going to go, they go. Isn't that an incredible description of anyone? Ezekiel 10.11. Then they went, speaking of the same cherubim, they went upon their four sides. They turned not as they went, but to the place whither the head looked, they followed it. They turned not as they went. Wherever the head looks, they go. So this is an incredible picture of dependence, and then this is going to, in a sense, be matched by a statement in Revelation 14.4. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. So we see that it's not just cherubim that behave this way, but the saints of God are actually being crafted to follow God the same way. Well, where do we get this pattern from, and how does this pattern unlock in our life? Well, that's part of what I've been walking through this week, because it is ultimate it is ultimately being found in the ultimate man pattern, the ultimate man pattern. Like if there was one guy who gave the epitome of what a man is supposed to look like, we would find him in Jesus Christ. John 5.19, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. Jesus is going to reference this very same concept over and over and over again throughout the gospels. He can only do what the father is doing. He only speaks what the father is speaking. He can do nothing of himself, but only that which the father is doing. What? This is God Almighty in the flesh, and he's going to show us how to behave as a man. A man dependent upon one greater. Even God himself, when he comes into the form of a man, is going to demonstrate for us how a man ought to live. It's, oh, it's extraordinary. You see, if Jesus was dependent, how much more so should we be? So this week, I have been walking through this idea of cement to concrete. If you take a sack of cement, it has all the goodies in it. You know, everything that's really needed except for that which is really required to make that, those ingredients firm up and become concrete. You see, as men, we don't want to be left in the cement state. We want God to add in his qualities, add in his input so that we become firm. And in the day of testing, when the winds and rains beat against our house, we stand firm. We need to be firm, concrete. So on Monday, we went through, uh, he must be a second. On Tuesday, we went through, he must be a first sufferer. And today we're going through the idea he must be dependent. So for each one of us, to learn how to let go of the reins, or uh, maybe to use a more modern term, let go of the steering wheel, or maybe as some people say, we should move to the back seat. And I remember someone else saying, instead of just moving to the back seat and giving God the uh, front driver's seat, why don't we get into the trunk? <laughs> because if we're in the back seat, we could still become a back seat driver and reach over and try and steer. You see, God must lead this life. God knows what is best. God knows how he designed you. He knows what he built you for. And he is able to take a life given to him and make it shine in this world. But these are functional, practical steps that the church of Jesus Christ often doesn't acquaint us as men with. We have not been given the vision for how this works. In fact, it sounds very unmanly to give up control. 
I mean, isn't it the most manly thing to control the situation, to be boisterous and strong? No, it's to be weak, humble, and dependent upon the one who is strong. And out of our life then doesn't come our Adam's strength, but Christ's strength. You see, there's always a first and there's always a second in Scripture, and that's what Monday's message was on. And we must be out of the second mold, not doing things out of flesh, but out of spirit. We don't want to be like the virgins with lamps that don't have oil in it. We want to be the virgins with oil in our lamp. We want to be the second. We want to be the ones empowered by God to do something that otherwise would be impossible. Father, we ask that you would bring us to this place of dependency. Wherever we have our grip on our life, where we're saying, God, I want it my way, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would let go and that we would trust our God afresh today, for you are faithful and true, and you are able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. We love you and trust you. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.